Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for this Wednesday, February the 28th, 2024, at 12.01 p.m. Central Time. Well, your focus for today, your today's focus, is really going to be on how you think of the Christian life. In fact, I would challenge you today for your today's focus to take a piece of paper, something to write with, does not need to be in pencil. You can use anything. I know that's, that's rare. That's rare that I offer you the ability to use anything. Pen, I don't care. You can use anything, but I want you to sit down. And I don't know if you're willing to do this, but find somewhere to sit, tell everyone to be quiet. And I want you to just spend 15, 20, 30 minutes thinking about how you would describe the Christian life, how you would describe it. And just be honest with, I mean, if you've been a Christian for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you've been living the Christian life out, right? You've been living it out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You've experienced all kinds of different things. And that experience whether you want to admit it or not, probably has given you a certain idea of what the Christian life is and what it isn't. And so I want you to write down your description. I know you could be like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to find this scripture and this scripture and this scripture. And, and yes, I'm not here trying to argue about what the, how the Bible would describe the Christian life, but how would you describe the Christian life if you're just being brutally honest? How would you describe it? Because I think people have different perceptions of what the Christian life is and what it isn't. And I think preachers preach and describe the Christian life, even if they're not intending to do so, they describe the Christian life in different ways. And I think sometimes they can give the impression that, hey, this is what the Christian life should be. This is what it should look like. And then someone else will describe it maybe in a slightly different way. And I think the people in the pew, if I'm being honest, now, I could be wrong here. I think the people sitting in the pew, I don't think when it comes down to it, I don't think they really care how the pastor describes the Christian life. I, I really don't. I think most Christians sitting in the pew have kind of made up their mind. This is what the Christian life is. This is how I live it. And you can tell me it should be this and should be this. And maybe I will be convicted sometimes. And maybe I, I know that it, it should be something more, but this is kind of the way it is. And you may get convicted. Maybe you feel bad. Maybe, maybe you're going to pray. Maybe you're going to try to pray more, do something more. But I think most Christians have kind of just, they've come to some kind of conclusion of what the Christian life looks like and what it really is. So I want you to write down your description. Don't worry about anybody else. And, and and look, you can burn it when you're done if you need to. But I really want you to, to go through that exercise. Because if I look over my Christian life, I think I would have described the Christian life radically different the first few years I was a Christian. And then I think I would have, have, have described the Christian life in a, in a, even a very, in a radically different way from that as I got older, started pursuing, you know, theological education and Bible colleges, seminaries, and all the, I, I think that at that time I would have described it differently. And then when I kind of got done with Bible college, well, I never really, I think, you know, in some ways I don't feel like I'm ever going to be done learning, but uh, which is a good thing. But I, I guess formal education, for the most part, I guess that's come to an end. 
who knows, at any point I could say, I'm going to take another course on something. But the point is, I think once I kind of finished most of that formal education, I would have described the Christian life in a different way. And then after years being a pastor, I think I would have described the Christian life even differently. And now, all after all of these years, I think I would describe the Christian life even differently now. I think there's different stages I would have described it in a different way. Now, I say all of that because just a little while ago, I picked up my iPad and I'm like, I'm going to walk up to the studio and I'm going to figure out my day. And as I pick, as soon as I picked up my iPad, I got a notification. Now, it's not rare for me to get notifications because I get notifications constantly on my iPad because I have probably, I don't know, six, seven, maybe eight different podcasting apps on my iPad and they all have the notifications on. So I'm, I'm constantly getting a notification and it'll be funny because I'll get like this podcast app will be first. And I'll get a notification for a certain podcast. And then, then the second one, then the third, I'll get like eight notifications for every single podcast because I subscribe to all the same ones on all the different podcasting apps. But I always love to see which one gets the notification first. Well, in this particular case, I don't know if it was first, but it's the first one I saw. Pocket Cast came in for the win here. And I just saw this as the subject line. Daily choices navigating your spiritual journey. Hmm, that sounds interesting. Navigating your spiritual journey. Now, I think a lot of times when we describe the Christian life, again, since we're talking about that, some describe it and, and would borrow from the, uh, the book of Hebrews as a race. Others may describe it as a walk. Others may describe it as a journey. Uh, th there's these different kind of metaphors and illustrations we use to kind of describe the Christian life. A race, I, I, I definitely can understand that one. And maybe at different times that, that kind of metaphor or illustration was more powerful to me. I know it's right there in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, but I kind of understand that, right? You think of a race. Well, I mean, if you're in a race, you're in it to win it, right? I mean, you're not in it for, I mean, I know some people see, you know, competition more as having fun. I see it more as I have an objective and my job is to win. So, okay, a race. I want to win it. Okay. I want to, I want to get rid of anything that would hinder me from winning it. Okay. I get that. Um, uh, discipline. So there, there, there's some things about that I can relate to. Now, there's obviously times in my Christian life that I'm not really, I don't think I'm really running the race. I mean, come on. I mean, I may be in a race, but I'm so far behind, it's not even funny because I don't know if I'm really putting forth an effort like I'm running a race. So sometimes I kind of see it as a walk. Sometimes I see it more as a battle. But no matter how you describe it, we all try to navigate it. To some level. So I'm like, okay, daily choices, navigating your spiritual journey. Well, I, I, I'm like, I'm going to listen to this. So I start, I listened to like, maybe, I don't know, a couple of seconds. And I was like, you know, probably maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds. I don't know exactly how long. And then they said some things kind of in regards to the Christian life. And I'm like, Do, is that how I look at the Christian life? So I'm going to play this. Really what this is. This comes to me, okay, this, and this may sound a little confusing, but Bible study tools, 
they have a number of podcasts. And one of those podcasts is called Your Daily Bible Verse. Your Daily Bible Verse. And it's put together by Bible Study Tools and Life Audio. Your Daily Bible Verse. Well, Your Daily Bible Verse, they use their podcast feed today to put out an episode that's actually pointing you to a different podcast. I think it's called The Thinking Christian. And so they're really going to be, they're using the Daily Bible Verse podcast feed to really point you to a different podcast feed that you can look up and subscribe to. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to listen to this. They're going to actually, they're actually using this just to promote a different podcast. I'm not, I mean, I definitely found, looked up the other one and subscribed to it, but I'm more focused on, wait a minute, how are they going to describe the Christian life? And do I agree or disagree? This is only just a couple of minutes long. So we'll play this. We'll analyze it. We will critique it. But the goal here is just to give you something to focus on for your day. And what you're going to be focusing on today is how do you describe the Christian life to you? You're not worried about what anyone else thinks. You're not even worried whether it's biblical or not biblical, just because you need to just come to grips with how you see your Christian life. Let's see how they describe this spiritual journey and how we should navigate it. Here we go. Hello, my name is Joshua Grace, and I'm one of the producers of Your Daily Bible Verse. Today, I want to share a special episode of another Life Audio podcast. The show Thanking Christian discusses a variety of topics Christians face every day to help you grow spiritually and learn theology as you become more faithful in the world around you. In this episode, the host of the show, current president of the D.L. Moody Center, author and theological studies major, Dr. James Spencer, talks about taking control of your life through God and choosing to prioritize Jesus. Okay, so it's called The Thinking Christian, or A Thinking Christian. Um, again, it comes from Life Audio and uh, your Bible study tools. And they're, they're going to talk about kind of like navigating your Christian life, kind of taking control. And I'm like, okay, let's, I, I immediately, I started thinking, all right, this, this is going to have kind of a, a very specific perspective on what the Christian life is. How, how are they going to describe it? So let's jump in. This, again, this is very brief, very quick. But I'm utilizing this to have this bigger conversation. So let, let's see what they do. Thank you. And I hope you enjoy the show. We have to be really smart and really careful about what we look at, what we read, what we consume, how we consume it. I would say that even more so than what. I okay, so now he's describing the Christian life that, hey, as you're, as you're living out this Christian life, that one of the, uh, the hallmarks of the Christian life is you have to be extremely careful about what you watch, about what you listen to, and what you read. And it's not just about being careful about what you watch and what you, but how you watch it, how you listen to it, how you read it. So you're living out the Christian life and living out the Christian life. One of the things that describe the Christian life is, I guess, how you then interact with other things. And, and maybe whether you engage or don't, do you watch that? Do you not watch that? Do you read that? So the Christian life here really see, is seen as a life lived greatly concerned 
about the power of external influence. That as a Christian, you live your life very concerned about everything outside of you and what it could do to you. Right? It's like you're trying to, like the Christian life is almost lived as if you are in an area that has a deadly virus. And now you've got to do everything in your power to ensure deadly virus doesn't get inside of you. So you may have to wear a mask. You may have to wear protective gear. All right. Oh, wait, no, wait, wait, no, no, no. I thought Christians were against the mask and against. The... No, okay. Yeah. So, so you don't do that. But no, when it comes to, it may not come to a virus. Okay. All right. And now I'm going to start getting a little sarcastic. I won't do that. 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 All right. I'll try not to, but it's hard to take this illustration and not uh, talk about so kind of the irony on how some Christians have acted in regards to certain things. But it sounds that what's being described here is, hey, now as you live your Christian life, you've got to cons- you've got to see your life as being lived, whether you see it as a race, whether you see it as a walk, whether you see it as a journey, you've got to see it as, hey, there's all this stuff outside of you, whether it's books Here's a book. Here's a book. Whether it's a book, whether it's movies and television. All right. I don't have my television is downstairs. I I guess I could pick up my iPad because some people will watch things on their iPad. I don't know how you would do that. No, no. Okay. All right. So uh, it could be what you listen to. Oh, oh, I've got my iPad here. I could open up any of the music streaming services. I've got to be cautious of all of these things. Because those things there could get inside of me. And if they get inside of me, then it's going to create a problem. I'm going to back that up. And I want, do, do you, do you think of the Christian life that way? As you are living a life and you have to be greatly concerned about external things somehow doing something to you. I'm going to back this up a little bit. Let's listen to this again. Here we go. I'm, I may back it up a little too far, but that's okay. Here we go and learn theology as you become more faithful in the world around you. In this episode, the host of the show, current president of the D.L. Moody Center, author and theological studies major, Dr. James Spencer, talks about taking control of your life through God and choosing to prioritize Jesus. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy the show. We have to be really smart and really careful about what we look at, what we read, what we consume, how we consume it, I would say that even more so than what I read a lot of different pieces, right? Just trying to keep up with some of this stuff. I read a lot of different things, a lot of authors that don't share my Christian convictions, mm-hmm. but how I read it is different than that. I read it. Right. And so, you know, we've got to interrogate this stuff and recognize like, when is it telling the truth? When is it providing a perspective I need to hear? When is it taking me further afield from conforming to the image of Christ than I need to go? Right. And so we've got to be able to discern those things. Mm-hmm. So what I would what I would urge people to do is they're thinking about, you know, what is it that I'm willing to give up? Right? The mm-hmm. the essence of that question is just this. There are like a million things in my life that hinder me from growing spiritually. Okay, so we got to be careful about these external things because there are a million things that can hinder 
your spiritual growth. So then this is describing the Christian life that you are living a life in an area, in a world where there's all these external things that you've got to protect yourself from what you watch, what you read, what you listen to, all right? And how you watch it and how you listen to it, you've got you to really think about because this external stuff could do something really negative. And then there are a million things out there in the world that can hinder your spiritual growth. So it seems that if we were to describe the Christian life according to this very brief audio, that the Christian life is a life lived where you're trying to move from a, from a, a, you're trying to move from immaturity to maturity. You're trying to grow as a Christian. So the goal, so you're living a Christian life in which you are trying to grow spiritually. You are trying to mature. You are trying to, there's some level of growth. Growth is really the, I guess, the goal, the the destination, the desire. I'm not saying that they are eliminating anything else. I'm saying in this very short audio clip, I'm not trying to say this is the way they see the entire Christian life. I'm saying that this is kind of a, a way that there were times in my Christian life, I kind of saw it this, I, I, I would have seen it this way. I saw it this way, that my, my job is I've got to grow spiritually. I've got to grow spiritually. How do I grow spiritually? I've, because, and then he said, there's a million things that can hinder that. So you're living in a Christian life and you can tell where these millions of things are. So what can hinder your spiritual life is external. So this is where you live a life in an area where there's external threats to you growing and you've got to deal with those threats, those issues. Let's see if he, uh, if he lays it out anymore. Right. Some of them I'm aware of, some of them I'm not. Um, but the reality is they're not inevitable in my life. Mm-hmm. I can always give them up. I always have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Deuteronomy 30, 20. Um, when, you know, God says, I've put before you today, life and death, choose life. Right. We can always choose life. Yeah. We just so many times don't. Okay. So the Christian life here, and I'm going to turn to that passage he, he, he pointed Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 20. Now, this can ra- raise some serious questions. Um, <laughs> this could raise some uh, serious questions about uh, hermeneutics, but we will, I'm just going to at least read this to you, all right? So, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, I'm going to go to verse 19, I think, for, um, I think, context here. All right. Now, this is... Uh, you know, Moses speaking ultimately to Israel. So I, I think we could, we, we could talk about, you know, some of the, you know, how, is this, how could I say this? Is this, um, descriptive or prescriptive? But if we go back to verse 16, all right, we'll go back to verse 15, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 16. Uh, uh, or verse 15. See, I have said before thee this day, life and good and death and evil. And that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou may live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land, whether thou goest to possess it. Now, in some ways, he's bringing this into the way we describe our Christian life. Hey, our Christian life, God has placed, you know, these things are, or these things are before us, as it's described here. Um, I have uh, set before the day life and good, death and evil. There's life and good, there's death and evil. 
there's life or death. There's good or evil. And that we live our life, the Christian life is living our life in a world where there is good or evil choices. There's death or life. And we have to make a choice. So the Christian life is a life lived making choices so that we stay away from all these external things that somehow we don't want to get inside of us because they will infect us. And that there are a million things that tries to hinder your ultimate goal in the Christian life, which is spiritual growth. And then Moses goes on to say, in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land, whether thou goest to possess it. Now, some people see the Christian life is really that. Your job is to live a life of obedience. Here's the law of God. You are to obey it. Now, a lot of people, I think my early Christian life, I would have seen the Christian life very much in those terms. Do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And I live my life in this perpetual struggle of trying to do the right thing and not doing the wrong thing and finding myself over and over and over coming up way short of all the commands that are given in scripture. Just look at those commands just right here. Love the Lord thy God walk in his ways, keep his commandments and his statutes. I mean, that's, that sounds like I'm supposed to love God and I'm supposed to obey God. Love and obey. There's no better way. I think there's even a hymn that goes something like that. I'm probably completely messing it up. And I would have, that would have been my Christian life when I was a, a, a teenager and a young adult. Obey, obey, love God, obey, love God, obey. But I disobeyed and I disobeyed and I disobeyed. So if I see the Christian life that way, that's going to be a life of misery. That's going to be a life of, of depression and discouragement. And let me make it very clear. This passage in Deuteronomy, God gave all of these laws to Israel. They did not keep them. And neither do you. So should I look at the Christian life as just measuring it based on whether I do these things? Like, do I see, okay, here's the commandments and my job is to get to them, to obey. And then here's a million things that are trying. And so I've got to do everything I can to get rid of the million things, say no to the million things so that I can say yes to God. And that's really, look, I think if you look at that, the Christian life is never ending struggle. And I, and I will go so far to say, if you look at your Christian life that way, it will be perpetual defeat. It will be perpetual defeat. Is there a different way of looking at the Christian life? To me, the Christian life is a life lived in relationship with a holy God. And that relationship is not based on what I do or don't do. It's based on what he did for me. And that my my relationship with him is completely dependent on an imputed righteousness and his mercy and grace. But this text goes on to say, but if thine heart turn away, so shall thou will so, okay, but if thine heart turn away, so that thou will not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce 
unto you this day that you shall surely perish and that you shall not prolong your days upon the land, whether thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that thou and thy seed may live that thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou may obey his voice, that thou mayest cleave unto him for he is thy life and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. Now this is clearly related to Israel, clearly related to Israel. But is, so let me ask you this. Is the Christian life simply a life where you choose to make the right choices versus the wrong choices. And if it's just if it's simply that, then let me ask you this, why can't we just simply choose? If it's that simple, God's just giving us a choice and we can we can choose the right things. Now, even in this podcast he says, we can choose the right things, but Many times we don't. Well, do we ever truly choose the right thing? Because if I could just say, I'm going to choose to be holy for God is holy. Can I do that? I can't. I can't just choose to be holy as God is holy because I never will. Can I choose to be perfect as my heavenly father is perfect? No. No, those are commands given in scripture. Can I choose to love God with all my heart, mind, body, and soul? I don't think I can. If I can choose that, then I would, if I love God with all my heart, mind, body, and soul, I don't know how I could be loving God with my heart, mind, body, and soul, and at the same time sinning. Can I just choose then to obey God and never commit another sin? Clearly there's a limit even in my choosing. So is the Christian life just a life lived where I'm trying to say no to all the bad things? good to the right things. And, and, and that, that's, that's really it. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to back that up again because I want you to hear how he presents this. Here we go. Like, when is it telling the truth? When is it providing a perspective I need to hear? When is it taking me further afield from conforming to the image of Christ than I need to go? Right. And so we've got to be able to discern those things. Mm-hmm. So what I would what I would urge people to do is they're thinking about, you know, what is it that I'm willing to give up? Right. The mm-hmm. the essence of that question is just this. There are like a million things in my life that hinder me from growing spiritually. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of them I'm aware of, some of them I'm not. Right. Um, but the reality is they're not inevitable in my life. Mm-hmm. I can always give them up. I always have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Deuteronomy 30, 20. Um, when, you know, God says, I've put before you today, life and death, choose life. Right. We can always choose life. Yeah. We just so many times don't. We can always choose life. I mean, it, sometimes we don't. So wait a minute. If you're saying we can always choose life, then you seem to be articulating that the Christian life is a life lived where you and I have the ability to choose in such a way that we never sin. Now, if you, you can't say that we can always choose something and then at the same time seem to imply, well, there's all these times we don't. Well, why don't we? Well, I will argue the reason we don't always choose life is because we have a sinful nature and there's a limit to what we can choose because we cannot just choose to be perfect or to be holy. So is that really the way I want to describe the Christian life? Is this this inevitable battle between choices? 
I will argue that the whole reason God gave Israel a choice is because he knew they would choose wrong. And this demonstrates that under the law, trying to choose to obey the law will only lead to disobeying the law because we cannot obey the law no matter how much we choose to do so. And I know Christians come along and say, no, no, no. Now you have the power to do so. Well, if now if I have the power, then the Christian life should be very simple. A life where one chooses to be perfect and therefore has the power to do so. But that's not what the Christian life is. It isn't that. That's not, that's not the Christian life. We've got to find a different way to describe it. Let's see what else he says. And so what I would just encourage people to think through is, look, just take a look at your life and ask yourself, what's hindering me from growing spiritually? And then how could I replace that hindrance with something that would help me grow spiritually? Okay, so the Christian life now is being lived. He's describing it as you've got to just figure out what's hindering you. What is hindering you? And then you've got to replace what's hindering you. Now, now I see this is this is so this is so drives me crazy because the hindrances that he is referencing is the thing that's hindering us is this external stuff. Hey, you you so sacrifice, give that up and replace it with something good. Give that up and replace it with something good. But the only problem is is that completely neglects the real issue. The thing hindering you in your Christian life is your sinful nature, which you still possess. And I know you still possess it because you still lack the ability to be holy as God is holy. You still lack the ability to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. You still lack the ability to truly love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. You still lack the ability to be perfect and holy. Why do you lack that ability? Because there's something internally wrong. You can't just say, well, if we could just get rid of all these external things. He's like, you just need to spend time looking at all the things that hinder you. The hindrance is inside of you. So well, however you describe the Christian life, you've got to, in that description, acknowledge the reality of what's inside of you. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example from a fitness perspective, right? So I'm, I'm, I get home last night around, I don't know, I think it was around 7.30 or 8, mm-hmm. right? Just drop off kids, yeah. <laughs> you know, do, whole- do all that kind of good stuff. And uh, I sat down on the couch for a second and I'm like, man, I, I'd kind of like a snack. I'd kind of like this. I kind of like that. You know, I, I reach for the remote to turn the TV on and I'm like, nope, I haven't worked out yet. So I just go downstairs in my home gym and I get my workout in. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I have a choice. I can either do something that is going to hinder my <laughs> physical health Correct. or I can do something that is going to help my physical health. Yeah. And it's the same thing with spiritual growth. Like, do you think that's an accurate representation of the Christian life? It's just that simple. You can sit down on the couch, spiritually speaking, turn on the television and have a snack. Or you can choose to get up off the couch and do that which will move you forward in the Christian life where you are forsaking sin, loving God, not loving the world. You just make a choice. You just choose it. 
Your problem spiritually is because you're not choosing the right thing. Just choose it. Just do it. Is it, is it that simple? Now, on one hand, I think we can acknowledge we probably all can make better choices. We, we do have choices. I'm not neg- negating that or neglecting that. But the reality is, whatever power you think we have in choosing, there's limit to that power. And I can prove there's limit to that power because you cannot be sinless. You cannot be holy as God is holy. You cannot be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. You can't love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. You can't love your neighbor. There's all these things you cannot do to any degree that God demands. So then there's a limit to the said choice. So as you describe the Christian life, that's something that you're going to, I want you to really think about how does that play out? How does that fit in? On one hand, Maybe you can make a choice, but on the other hand, you've got to be aware of there's a limit to what you can and can't choose. So I don't know. See, he's describing the Christian life basically like, hey, the Christian life is a life where you just make better choices. You just need to make better choices and understand that there's all these things out there that's going to hurt your Christian life or hurt you growing. So you just make better choices, pick better things, and then you'll be better off. I just don't know if that's a, a good way of describing it. We do this all the time. We can engage in activities that are not helpful to our spiritual growth, and we know they're not helpful. Right. We know it. Yeah. And so, you know, when I look at something and I say, this is making me feel angry, this is making me feel anxious, this is giving me, you know, a, a sense of the world that doesn't align with God's word. It's uh, turning me against others. It's causing me to hate my enemies as opposed to love my enemies. Then why are we, why am I engaging it? Right, right. Why am I allowing something into my life that is leading me away from Christ as opposed to seeking things out that are going to lead me toward him? So that's the real nature of that question. And it comes down to just a simple, let's identify those hindrances and then let's take some strides some do something to eliminate them from your life and substitute them for helps. It's that simple. If you like what you hear, please check out today's show notes and subscribe to get full episodes of Thinking Christian on your favorite podcast app. And it's that simple. Hey, it's that simple. And so he placed the entire, so the whole Christian life is a life lived according to this. And again, I'm not saying that they would not have a, a broader understanding, but based on the audio clip that we just heard, and that was their entire program, this would have left you with, oh, so the Christian life is simple. You just make better choices and you avoid. And then the whole issue is that which is external, that which is external, that which is external. Is that the issue? Is the issue that which is external or is it somewhere else? Where is the real issue? Is the is the issue external or is the issue internal? So here's what I want you to do today for today's focus. I want you to first and foremost, I want you to write out how you would describe the Christian life. And I want you to think about all of these complexities that I've pointed out and these weird inconsistencies that Christians have because we, we, we sometimes just really 
describe it in a way that I think is is detrimental uh, uh, to us. And it will leave you very discouraged, depressed, and defeated. We have to have a better way of describing it. And I, and I think so many times, I think the longer you've been a Christian, the more realistic you can be. So I, I definitely want you to consider that and think of that. So I want you to, I want, I want you to write out your description, okay? But I want you to also just see, and, and, and this is not really an assignment. I just want you to just think about this. How much of Christianity always puts the issues as things external to us? Hey, it's just very simple. There's all these things out there. You just got to choose better and avoid them. So the whole issue is external, 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 external. And I will argue the problem has been and will always be internal first and foremost. So I want you to look up scriptures that speak of the internal problem, that it's out of that fornication and adultery and lust. It comes from the heart. It, it starts on, it's not what goes into a man that corrupts a man. It's what comes out of us. The corruption is inside of us. The corruption proceeds out. Now those external things may appeal to that internal corruption. It may, it may, uh, may, may tempt that internal corruption, but the internal corruption is already there. So the issue of the Christian life is you're really fighting what's inside of you. And if you're going to reduce the Christian life to, hey, you just say no to the bad things, say yes to the good things, and and you can do it. Well, I mean, he he, he at the same time acknowledged that mo- that frequently we choose we choose to do the wrong thing. He didn't articulate why we do that so frequently. He almost gave the idea that we don't have to. Hey, you don't have to do the bad things. You don't have to. Well, if you say that we don't have to or that we have the ability not to, then you're seemingly to imply that the Christian can be perfect and can be holy. And, and we cannot be perfect and holy in this life Practically, I am perfect and holy positionally because of imputed righteousness. That's why I am saved by an imputed righteousness. I am not saved by an infused righteousness. And if someone's going to email me in any minute and say, if anyone's in Christ is a new creature, the old things are passed away, all things have become new. That is positional truth, not practical truth. Because if that was practical, that the old is gone and everything is new, then I could be holy and without sin. And you can't do it and I can't do it. So we have to have a description of the Christian life that is more accurate. But I, so I want you to write out a description of the Christian life and just write out your own description. Don't worry about it. Just try to be as blatant and honest of how you, how you see the Christian life, what you think it is. And then I want you to look up scriptures that speak of the internal reality of the corruption that lies within us. The, the, the internal corruption that's inside of us. I know many Christians try to argue the internal corruption is gone. It's gone. It's no longer there. Well, then you should be holy and without sin. Why can't, why do you keep sinning? Because there's something inside of you. So find those scriptures that seem, that seemingly describes the issue coming from inside of us. I, I was gonna, I was gonna take you to some scriptures to do that, but I'm, I'm not gonna do that. This is a today's focus episode. I want, I want you to work on them.
And I want you to just think about them because that reality has to be a part of how you describe the Christian life. Now, when you write out your description first, don't worry about this. You just write out how you just based on your life right now, how do you see the Christian life? How do you describe the Christian life? This reduces it to just basically like, hey, come on. Just choose to do the right thing and stop choosing the wrong thing. It's that simple. It's just, it just comes down to choices. Now, in some ways, I wish the Christian life was that simple that I could just make choices. Now, I could definitely make better choices. So could you. We all know we can make better choices. But at the same time, we know we can make better choices. And those better choices typically will deal with external actions. And it's always good to avoid certain external actions. I I won't deny that. But theologically speaking, you can deny and say no to 500 external things and yet be guilty of all of them internally. So how do you describe the Christian life? There you go. I I want to say something else more profound. Maybe we'll look at some of those scriptures as the day progresses, because you know how this works on the on, on this podcast. Whether it's a today's focus, a theology central, no matter what podcast series we're currently working on at any given time, um, we may we throw something out, and then usually we come back and build on it, and build on it, and build on it, and then you'll hear it show back up somewhere else. But I think it's a good thing to consider today. I want you to look up all the scriptures, talk about well. Where do the issues come from? They come from inside. Remember the Pharisees and the Sadducees were all worried because the disciples did not do this or they would eat this or they wouldn't wash their hands. And Jesus had to constantly remind them the corruption comes from inside. It doesn't come from the outside in. It comes from the inside out. You know how Christians love, pastors love to say this usually to teenagers, and they'll use this about the TV shows they watch or the or the music they listen to. Garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> Whenever I hear a preacher say that, I'm like, well, I guess you are a Pelagian or a semi-Pelagian. Because if you had any biblical understanding of human depravity, it's not garbage in, garbage out. It's garbage out because the garbage was already in, because we already have a depraved nature. I don't have to bring garbage in. It's already there. That's why you don't have to teach a child to lie, to be selfish. You don't have to teach them to say mean things. They do these things because it's naturally there. The natural bent against the law, the natural hatred for God's law, it's inside of us. The natural selfishness, the natural wrath, anger, ungodliness, lust, corruption, idolatry, covetousness, fornication, adultery. It's inside. Even if it ever never, if it never even makes itself known outside, it's inside. And we can dress ourselves up in nice three-piece suits and a woman wearing a nice dress that goes all the way down to her ankle and she is modest and you can all go to church. You can drive there in your nice minivan with a little, you know, bumper sticker that, you know, that says we love Jesus. You can all walk into church holding hands 
You can look all nice and you can look all godly and you can look all holy and you can get back in your car and drive back back to your nice little house with a white picket fence and a dog running around in the front yard. And you can say, we're a good Christian family. Look at how godly and look at how holy we are. Yeah. But guess what? Inside everyone in that family is corruption and is sin and is idolatry and selfishness and fornication and lust and adultery. Nobody ever wants to admit that. So we describe this Christian life as we're the people who make the good choices. We say yes to life and no to death. Just remember that those verses in Deuteronomy were given to Israel and they all failed and we will fail the exact same scriptures. We will choose wrong over and over and over because wrong is already inside of us. I want you to find those scriptures that talk about where it all comes from. Please send them to me. I would love for you to send them to me today. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Because whenever we think about what the Christian life is, it's a life lived where we believe in a holy, righteous God. We understand that we are sinners. We understand our only hope is in an imputed righteousness. But it's a life lived where we are going to have to rely on that imputed righteousness over and over and over because our practical life is going to be a mess. If it's not a mess externally, it's a mess internally. And that is your today's focus for this Wednesday, February the 28th, 2024.